Hello, and welcome to episode 318 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. In this episode, we have an interview with George Vega, comics creator. This is Matt, and I'm joined by Constructing Comics co-host Noah. Hey there. George, we are excited to, to have you back and, and catch up. Um, let's lead off with a, with a quick bio about yourself, and then we'll, we'll get into some good old-fashioned making comics and art talk. Okay, quick bio. Let me uh, quick. You see, and you guys know I like to talk a lot, so that's not fair. <laughs> yeah, um, that's why we like having you on. It makes our job so easy. <laughs> um, a, a quick bio. I I am a uh, at this point a freelance, um, full time freelance uh, comic book illustrator, illustrator and comic book artist. Let's put it that way. Um, bio. Um, I've. I work the divide from digital to traditional art, as well as work in uh, in comics, general illustration, um, as in, in toy design, and as well as the, the, the mentioned sketch cards. I'm already uh, losing track here. Yeah, uh, sketch cards, comic books, and uh, graphic and uh, general illustration. Those are my disciplines. Very and cool. you started out as a graphic designer, right? And then moved into comics. Yeah, so I, I actually went to um, to FIT in New York and majored in uh, illustration. And after, at, well, I went there to study illustration, but um, you, you can do two years or four years. So mm -hmm. I did two year. And after that, I thought I was just going to work on my portfolio and hit the, and hit the industry as in as an illustrator, painter, as a painter, believe it or not, that was what I what I wanted okay. to go for, and um, that didn't pan out. I ended up um, working my first job, which was uh, laying out tombstones. So uh, I I did that for a few years, then finally I went back to school and studied graphic design and or, or what's called visual communications, which was uh, an embodiment of graphic design. A web design, um, a multimedia. As far as um, director was this uh, program you would use to program um, CD-ROMs and stuff. Remember those things? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And uh, yeah. And then after a few years, uh, wow, like about a decade or so of, of of working in graphic design and and in print production, is when I got back. I got back into uh, drawing again. You know, um, just here and there little by little and eventually started um doing sketch cards because sketch cards is what got me more of the uh, professional um got me into the professional door so to speak because um, i started doing uh, working on different card sets and then branched out into into some comic work um and basically snowballed from there that's pretty that's awesome, awesome. And that would give us a good segue to to your latest uh, your latest project that just uh, finished up on Kickstarter. Your your collection, volume one of of sketch cards. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that? And you know, it's it's out into the world right now. But uh, what was it like for you to to put it together? And was it uh, sort of a, a trip down memory lane? And you know, maybe you saw some things that you kind of had forgotten that you had worked on. But just talk a little bit about the book that you have. Uh, completely and totally. Um, that's exactly what happened. I, I, I had a well. I had the idea of getting this book together for a while. I, I wanted to do a book, and then I realized that I was looking at a decade already in the industry. Um, I thought, you know, just sometimes, you know, you think about the work you've done in the past, your biography, and sometimes you're off by a year or something. Mm -hmm. And I thought I started a little bit later, so I thought and. I thought maybe uh, 2013 was when I started, but when I started looking into the stuff I've done, I saw that November, actually no, September of 2012 was like the first set I worked on officially. So then I realized it was uh, 2022 and I was like, oh my God, it's 10 years, perfect. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's, let's go for it. So, you know, let's, let's make a, a book out of it. So, so deciding that I knew I had to do, you know, basically get, get a list of, of things I had to do, you know, as far as, um, organizing the work, what I, what I was going to include, um, 
how I was going to include it, how, how, you know, how can I make it interesting, you know, for people, you know, um, I know, you know, there's a lot of art books out there and sometimes that alone, the work itself, the work speaks for itself. Mm -hmm. I did want to try to find a way of making it, you know, a little more interesting, which I think it is, you know, if, um, or I hope that was, that came through as far as, uh, what I was, what I delivered to, to the, uh, to, to the supporters, the Kickstarter supporters and the buyers and, and that's it. I, I, I basically that, that, so after I got my mission, as far as, uh, that's what I want to do. Then the other part was putting together the sets I worked on, you know, um, sure. organizing everything. Luckily, a lot of it was, you know, you, you had to submit your scans as you submit your work. So a lot of stuff was already, I had, I had scans of, I say scans, but what I did was I always took pictures with my phone. I always thought with good lighting, I could get a better picture as opposed to scanning because scan, the scanner light tends to blow out your colors. So I always stuck to taking pictures of the cards. Luckily I had that. But unfortunately, my, fir my first few years from 2012 to about 2014, I didn't have I, I didn't have my workflow yet. So I couldn't find the scans of, of, a, of a lot of those first few sets. But luckily, luckily, I had Dropbox. I had Dropbox since 2011. Mm -hmm. And I always, I always had, oh. it. yeah. And I always had it on backup mode. So, no matter what pictures I took, it always was in in my in my um backup to cam, uh, backup from camera. It was a specific folder in Dropbox that always backs up from your camera, like mm -hmm. automatically. Then at that point is when I had to basically do almost like a forensic, <laughs> like a forensic, yeah. uh, you know, think about what month or whatever, and then just just did searches within a certain time frame to look at when I would have been taking pictures of certain things. So those were probably the most difficult years because then I was able to compile what I worked on for specific months. And, and luckily when I worked on this stuff, it was always in a batch. So mm -hmm. the month of whatever, September, 2012, I know I was working on the um, Worlds of Fantasy. So I was able to get all my pictures that I took and then just put those in a folder and, you know, I, I, I don't want to make it too boring, but basically that was the process of, of, of compiling the pictures and, 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 and putting that level of, of work first, first, get all the, get all the pictures first, then put them, then get them into Photoshop and level them out as best you can, you know, make them look nice and, and uh, presentable for, for production. Nice. So I was thinking while you were talking there, both you and Noah have experience as, uh, you know, artists that contribute to, to sketch cards um, what would you be your advice to anybody who's who's looking to try to to get into that that industry to you know gain some exposure, have their art out there? Um, uh, what did were you actively pursuing jobs, or did did, did somebody see your art and, and come to you? How did how did you break in? Um, you know what, good, you know, I have the breakdown of that story in the in the book. Oh. first 10 years yeah. which is which is a great question because i think that's probably key to how i broke in but i i didn't know anything about it it's not it's nothing that i was um i made a goal of something that i was aspiring to do i just on deviantart somebody shared pictures of sketch cards and then i saw that you know and they explained how they drew on these cards and like i forget even who the artists were um or their names, but I know I saw it and I thought, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. And by the explanation of it being, you know, official stock supplied by the um, publisher and then you draw, you know, you do art directly on there and send it to them. I, you know, I thought the whole idea was was, was, was pretty cool. I, I was keen on it. So then looking into it and doing some research, I found companies that did it and eventually you know, got some emails and was able to submit. And um, the, the whole story of my submission process is is in the book. Um, I mean, I, I would gladly tell it, but I don't know if um, it's kind of a long story, but not in, in a way I, I had to submit. And one of the guys, one of the, the, the key people um, was a Warren Martinick who worked for um, Rittenhouse. Okay. And they had a great system where you would submit and they would get back to you with feedback. 
So uh, he got back to me with feedback as far as uh, um, what he thought I should work on, um, what kind of finish, you know, what kind of finish they're looking for. And I was like, okay. And, and but that stuff was all the Marvel based stuff. So those mm. that was all, you know, Marvel cards. But there mm-hmm. are there were other companies that were looking for other types of art. So I got into those like Colt stuff, uh, Viceroy cards and Bragent marketing. They did different types of cards. Okay. So I was able to get in with them pretty, pretty steadfast steadfast. So um I basically did cards like that first before I did any superhero stuff. You yeah. know, and 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 worked on a space card set, worked on a, on an insect set, worked on um HG Wells War of the World specifically about the the card set was specifically about HG Wells book which was cool and eventually going back around I I submitted again and, and you know I improved I improved uh, uh, quite quite dramatically and I was able to uh, start getting the, the work started rolling in. And eventually by 2014 is when Upper Deck contacted me to, uh, to, to, to do some work for them. So 2014 Marvel premiere by Upper Deck was my first Upper Deck set. Nice. So I know this is an interview with, with George, but Noah, do you want to talk a little bit about your experience with, with, with sketch cards? Uh, mine is very simple. I just knew somebody. That's it. Um, well, that that's it, sometimes it the best best way to to, to do yeah. it, right? Yeah, but I I had a question about refining your skill because looking through the book is really fascinating because it seemed like you always have had an eye for dynamic posing and like really really good color work in the backgrounds and the foregrounds, um, contrasting them both. But also like your submissions that got you hired at Upper Deck. Um, incredible amount of detail and then it seems like you preserve that going forward and you've done over 1200 cards all i can think is like the guy can ask is like how do you how do you get to do such dynamic poses in certain cards and still maintain a good pace you know trying to keep up with deadlines and things yeah yeah you know um i think there there, there's a trade-off um Mm -hmm. because you you won't be working fat if you look at my cards, there's nothing, well, some of them, um, especially the more detailed ones, there's nothing fast about them. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, some, some some may be a little bit looser, you'll see, or, or or maybe I just focused on the face. Maybe I just did a bust. But I always, I, I always was of the philosophy of the end user that's going to open the pack and, and, and receive my card to, to, to wow them. You know, I, I really want, for me, it's about the end user, you know, or the collector that yeah. that's going to enjoy the card most. So that I guess that's my audience, you know, and 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 I want those people to 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 enjoy the card, you know, to be impressed by it or or to or to see the the labor that went into it. But as far as the dynamic posing and and everything else, I, I think whether it be a small box or a big box, um. The space is always the same as far as okay no well, okay the space isn't always the same the space the space is different but you have to direct and and do your layout to work within that space because even mm-hmm. within the card which is two and a half by three and a half you have your the the card set has the name somewhere they might put foil on on the te- on the top or, or they'll put a strip of foil on the left and right so now you now the space does slightly change. But within that frame, you have to make it work. So I always like to use like like uh, the rule of thirds. Um, mm-hmm. The rule of thirds is always a good way, which is basically you you basically take uh, uh, three lines across, three lines up and down, and then within the the intersecting points is your your power lines. Mm-hmm. So and, and if you put your most important information within the the intersecting parts, which is how you use the rule of thirds, you're gonna have a more powerful uh, frame or picture. For for instance, wow. a, a thing I like for people to, to try is even if you take your your camera phone and if you put on the grid, your your camera phone has the the, the rule of thirds set up for you. So if you, if you have a card, use that, and and you can see where would be your power lines or like the power areas that you can 
uh, get the best layout. And you could also do it like when you watch a film. If you if you're watching a, a a movie and one of your favorite scenes, I bet if you pick up your camera and while you having the um, I, I think it's grid view or or I think it even says third view. I forgot what it's called on the camera. I know what it is, but I forgot what it's called on the camera. Yeah. And and if you point it to to your actual TV screen, you'll see that a lot of the important action is happening within the power grid. So these these directors know what they're doing, but you can even see on a technical level they know that. My my figure is going to be here while the action is going on this side, and you'll see that it works within the the rule of thirds. Nice, amazing. So, yeah, I have a couple of uh, process questions. Um, you know, obviously, there's going to be some things that you're very familiar with. You know, knowing your background and your love of sort of like you know '80s um, action comics and and cartoons like that. There's probably stuff that you're you're very familiar with and, you know, X-Men stuff, but have you ever got a job where you sort of had to go in and, and research the the property and, and figure out what was going on? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's why I like, I enjoy the upper deck work and, and the comic stuff because I know a lot of those characters already. Yeah. But, but I think this is where like my illustration um, training kicks in because, you know, illustration in itself, you know, you're kind of taught to hey if you're gonna if you have to draw a product and like let, let's say the the company has a very special mug you need you, you need pictures of that mug that way when you draw that that mug it looks however they mm -hmm. designed it so it's the and it, it would be the same way for a property that that I don't know so like for instance that 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 snake eyes promotional artwork I did mm -hmm. I asked for reference and and I got a bunch of uh, pictures that were basically stills from the trailer. So <laughs> that's all I got to 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 work off of. But I was like, well, I guess th this is enough. And mm -hmm. using those photos, I was able to compile the, you know, the final piece. So yeah, sometimes I do have to uh, 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 take a uh, take a dive and you know and and this is the kind of stuff you kind of don't get paid for you know it's it's almost like and, and I relate it to acting you know um where a lot of times you know people people think you know actors I mean not that I'm an actor or do I know that much about it but from what I understand is people think they're they're just playing make-believe for a role or whatever but no some of the best actors you know if they're going to play a particular character they research the history they research where they grew up they research all these things to get to get more information to be able to put, portray that character. It's the same thing for artists. If mm -hmm. if you're going to draw a specific character from a from an area, uh, from an area from within the U.S., you know, a guy from Pittsburgh versus a guy from from a Baltimore versus a guy from 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 Jersey, you know, there's going to be local information that you need to learn as far as the where they're from to take this boil it down and portray it in your artwork yeah so, sorry so, for the long, long answer no that's no, a really so, good answer though yeah uh so the other process question i have and then i want to make sure noah gets a chance to ask a couple questions is do you do you sort of work um in one phase of of a card set like you know um penciling everything, inking everything, coloring everything, or do you just take one card from, from beginning to end? Like, all right, I'm going to pencil it, I'm going to ink it, I'm going to color it. Or do you just have days where certain things seem to, to be working better than others? So you're like, hey, you know, I got these lines down here. Um, I, I can sort of use a different creative side and, you know, color or or, or ink. Like, how, how, do, how do you handle it? Yeah. Um... Man, good, good question. And I've done it all. I've done all the different types. I've done the, so I've worked all those different ways I have. Mm -hmm. I find that the best way is go through each process. So in other words, pencil everything, ink everything, color everything. Okay. Um, and, and the reason why is, and I know it's going to sound, I guess, esoteric or maybe spiritual, but sometimes you, you hit a rhythm and you hit a flow. Yeah. And if one day, one day you're penciling, 
you'll be surprised. And, and it could be sometimes it's 15 minutes in or sometimes it's an hour in where you're just, you hit this flow state where you're just everything is, you're penciling everything and everything is exactly where it should be or, or, or it feels right or it feels good. And then you're able to like pencil in like, you know, three or four cards almost back to back because it's just everything's hitting where it should be. Okay. And I and and I think to me that matters more. So another and the same thing happens when I when I when I'm inking. You know, the first card I ink is a little, oh, you know, it's like I'm warming up. I'm 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 getting the kinks out. Okay, you know, whatever. Finished it. You know, I'm, I'm happy with the inks. Moving on to the next one. Now I'm a little bit looser. I'm, I'm a little bit warmed up. And and there's some things uh, I've got in mind for 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 the next card. And then you know, um, it moves faster. And it and it's a strange. You know, it, I would say it's probably a strange math. Because at one point you can be, if all things being equal, you can be moving at the rate of 20 minutes, you know, or half an hour inking a card. But then when you hit this flow state, all of a sudden you're like within 15, 17 minutes, you know, and all of a sudden everything's cutting down to, you know, almost half. But it's just because you just hit that flow state. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I can't, I can't explain it. And I think most artists can't explain (laughs) it, but, but. You know what they do? They'll they'll nod their head and be like, "Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about." <laughs> yeah, but but that makes also, a lot of sense. But also, but you know, but on a on a technical aspect, I think it's it's a good move because when you put the car the card away and then you come back to it later down the line, you, you might catch a mistake, which 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 works for me. All of a sudden, I, I penciled something. I'm like, "Nah, I don't know why I did that hand that way," and then all of a sudden. I'll, I'll correct it real quick, or sometimes while I ink it, I can correct it, which when you ink your own work, you're allowed to do, you know, <laughs> if I was inking somebody else's work, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not correcting anything, but mm-hmm. you know, so you do have, you do have a chance to have to uh, basically have a fresh eye on your work when, when you break it down to stages. Cause, and then, and then when you go color, I mean, you can't really con- correct too much, but sometimes there, there would be some correction b- before you go color once you have you know, once you get a fresh eye on on the work yeah uh noah uh is your process similar um all different phases of production or did you take a card from beginning to end i do a um i do pencils inks let the ink set then then like do a bunch of cards and then color all a bunch of them at once i guess um, so, so yeah, George, Travis, I'm, Travis okay. got me on the letting the ink set. Sorry, but no, that's okay. Yeah. Um, you, so George, you had mentioned that sometimes you, you know, you, you'll go in a little bit later and go, okay, you know, I, I don't necessarily like that hand and I'm going to redo it. Do you ever have the opposite where like, um, you know, you're doing something and you're like, ah, I'm not quite happy with it, but then you step away and then you come back two days later and you go, oh, maybe I was a, maybe I was a little tough on myself that day. This actually kind of, kind of worked out. Do you have the the opposite where you sort of think something's not going to work? You step away with a, maybe a, a day or two fresh set of eyes and you're like, actually that, that does work. Do you, do you have yeah. the opposite there? Yeah. Actually, yeah. I have a follow-up with that too. Not to interrupt you, George, but I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. Did you have something similar to that going through your old cards and being like, I hated this originally and now I really like it? So, yeah, I'm curious on both, like, yeah, the short term and the long term, how you feel about your work. Yeah, yeah, wow, yeah. Um, okay, so then uh, I guess for, um, okay, so so for question one, <laughs> for, yeah. part a, uh, for part A, um, yes. Um, it, it's not, it's rare though, I have to say. I, so I, I guess I'm pretty tough on myself. But yeah, it's happened where I'm like, you know what? That wasn't so bad. Why, why did I go to sleep thinking, oh my <laughs> God, that sucked? And the next morning, I'm like, wait a second, that's not that bad. <laughs> you know, um, it doesn't happen often, but yeah, no, it does, it does, it does happen. Um, and the second part, uh, and, um, and part B. <laughs> yeah, Noah had asked about the progression over over time. Yeah, like yeah. looking back over your ten years putting this book together. Yeah, yeah. You know, I have to say, I was when I when I first thought of putting the book together, I was thinking that I was wincing at the fact of having to look at my old work and almost was just 
in in retrospect or through memory because i didn't see it i didn't even look at it yet but retrospectively through that lens i was thinking like oh man i, I might I, I might be too embarrassed to put those up i may not even want anyone to see those so then once i pulled it up and started putting it together i'm like you know that was a good effort <laughs> that you know that was good effort that was good effort and there was certain and, and I do have to say, I was happy to see in a way that at least at some point, you know, solid, solid illustration was there. Solid drawing was there, you know, um, it developed more over time, obviously. So and, and I have to take, a, you know, you always have to be willing to to look at, you know, look from where you started, you know, and then also realize that I am hard on myself. But to realize I started there, but it was it it, it was professional level work. Yeah. It, I just wasn't, you know, um the the 2023 version of me wasn't isn't hundred percent happy with it, but the the 2022, 20, uh, 2013 version of me was uh was doing the, the best he could. Yeah, I think I think that's a good way to approach it. Um, you know. Yeah. I, I think everybody in, you know, different skill sets sees, hopefully sees um, either skills develop, different skills develop, or, or skills get refined over time. Um, I, I work mostly as a writer, and I think back at some of the, the early stuff that, that I wrote, and I'm kind of like, eh, wasn't great. It, it got a story across, and it, mm -hmm. was, it was a complete story, but now it's sort of, you know, understand like hey let's weave an a plot and a b plot and, and stuff like that mm -hmm. as opposed to you know early on so i think as as a creator you you evolve over time and if you're not uh it sort of takes away from the fun of it yeah you know it, it's, it's like with with more with more experience you allow yourself to lean on your on, on your professional tools or on your mm -hmm. own personal professional tools and and things you may have learned through experience and through literally through the experience of 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 doing it before so yeah. it's almost like in the beginning you know you're so much everything is mostly theory and things you're trying to execute as per the mm -hmm. theories and things that you understand are supposed to be while you fast forward into more experience and in your future version you see you actually understand those concepts a lot easier and kind of you know, wield them a lot. Yeah. So there's one thing that always surprises me, and I probably bring this up every time I talk to a sketch card artist. But one thing that I really that that, that scares me is that you guys don't get any uh, you guys don't get any sort of redo cards. Like if you if you get, you know, if you if you're doing a set of 25, they, they send you 25 cards, right? Right, <laughs> right, yeah. right. Right. Is there is there any nervousness um, with, with that involved for for either one of you? Noah, you first. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll be short. Yes, <laughs> George, you go ahead. Yeah, George was doing it longer. I've only been doing it for like a couple months, so <laughs> go ahead, George. Yeah, yeah, uh, um, yeah. Uh, uh, how do you say? At this point, no, right? Uh, right now, I'm kind of numb. You know, um, it's just uh, um, I kind of get into gear and and kind of and, and and go, but I do have to say, experience helps because I know I have messed up, but I know how to fix my mistakes now. And then you know what? With experience, also, or I I would even say that with traditional art, there are ways of fixing your traditional art. There's a lot of great tricks. You know, there, there's a lot of great ways, and within your process to um. To, to correct your mistakes, you know, um, a white gel pens help a lot when, when you're making inking mistakes. Um, mm -hmm. That helps, or 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 basically doing like like I said before, breaking breaking down the steps, which is all pencils first. Then when you get back to to start doing all your inking, that first pencil, that first card you penciled to look at it, you, now you're getting a fresh eye, and now you're getting back to it, and then now you can see if you approve it or not. So at that point, you're like, yeah, yeah, you know what, that still looks good then you ink it and then you go through the whole process again and then once you go to color and you go back to that first one you get to look at it again you know what that inking is pretty good or you know what i'm going to take out that 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 there's too much black there i'm going to i'm going to hit it with a little bit of the white gel pen to to break up some shapes or or whatever and yeah. um you know 
you know, stuff like that. Cool. Um, so I, I want to make sure that we, we talk about some of your other stuff, but, um, Noah, do you, do you have anything as sketch card related that, that you want to bring up before maybe we move into like sequential comic book art? Yeah. I was just going to ask, like, uh, it looks, I mean, I love the book obviously, but I love how clear it is that you just have a really fun time. Like at least you try to have a fun time while you're drawing it. Mm -hmm. And, um, I have to believe that's got to be kind of key to your sanity when you've worked on 1200 cards, but also like also a challenge to like keep it fun the whole time. Um, yeah. I, I wonder, does it help to have like, you know, not just be doing Marvel all the time. Every once in a while you get things like aliens and uh, Rick and Morty and things like that. But how do you, yeah. How do you make it, how do you keep it fresh? How do you, how do you try to have fun with it? I guess. Um, is it just like the varied subjects sometimes or is, it, is that just who you are? Uh, yeah, you know what? I think uh, I think the varied subject definitely varied subjects helps because, you know, the film stuff like the alien stuff, it's obviously film based. So at that point, oh, yeah. my references are set. So the photos are set. All I have to do is look up the movies, you know, get stills. And I have I have reference. So that's like almost like 100 percent an illustration job, because at that point, I'm putting it through my filter, you know, penciling it, ink it, you know, and then do what I can with my colors to match the film. So, yeah, I think the variation helps. Um, the point of knowing that it is it is something you you build up, you know, th this is very much especially it 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 falls in line with my with my passion of storytelling and comic book making. So, mm -hmm. Because it it does, it is very similar where it is where you have to get into the, you know, into the into the trenches, get in there, get them done. It's gonna be grueling, it's gonna be an endurance match, it's gonna be <laughs> a mental match, it's gonna be everything. And to have that discipline of saying, okay, it's time to go and push through the set, you know, push through it. Yeah, there there's been times where I'm like, why did I take this set? Why, you know, or you know, I'm you know why? Why so many this year? Why? 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 You know, I questioned to why I, I, you know, I said yes to the set and, and, and took the contract or whatever. But yes, the variation helps, and me knowing that you know there is an end, and that it's part of the discipline. You know, um, a lot of times you're not gonna get to draw everything you love. You know, um, that's not how, it, that's not how it works. Not for most of us. You know, you, mm -hmm. you, you have to be a, a level. You have to be a creator at a certain level to only draw anything you love. But guess what? They still have to draw things that they don't love as much. <laughs> you know, something that that tells a story, tells the uh, uh, um, that not just tells a story, but that the client wants and you got to deliver. Yeah. That's awesome. Is there is there anything that you haven't had a chance to to draw that, that you would like to, to draw? I mean, we've gone through the sketchbook and seen, you know, the various things and you know for me looking at it i would assume that it's really exciting to draw like x-men but is there something um that you haven't had a chance to draw that, that you would like to to draw uh, for, for a card set oh man that's uh you know what i would like to like if they did like let's say uh <laughs> i guess I, maybe i should make my own set but if they had like a dedicated he-man set a dedicated you know thundercats set dedicate yeah. you know silver hall you know all the stuff i like you guys know what i like <laughs> you know it, it, yeah i was yeah. thinking i was thinking he-man in, in the back of my head <laughs> yeah yeah so i was thinking gi gi joe and he-man oh yeah, dude, yeah, yeah i mean yeah yeah, yeah. gi joe transformers you know if you know that i really would like to do um although i'd be afraid to do transformers i mean i did you know you guys know i love drawing transformers and i always get a lot of um i always get very high compliments from everyone when I do draw Transformers, which a set like that would kill me. So I probably would just only do like 20 because if not, <laughs> I just I'd, I'd be there with my with my templates and 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 rulers all day. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even a big Transformers guy. And I love your Transformers art. I have one of your prints from your Transformers thing. So that's like I agree. Your Transformers art's amazing. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. And, I appreciate yeah. it. Um, before we move on, I was going to do an unwrapping of my sketch cards and on the oh, podcast. Yeah. yeah, I'm opening them up right now. 
Mm-hmm. I'm on camera, so you guys will get to see them, but I'll just explain it. Okay, to I'll you. He's opening yeah. the pack, guys, and he is opening yeah. a six, uh, <laughs> an, an exclusive six card pack. Um, yeah. Artwork I've done for publishers. In the front is the actual artwork I did, and in the back is um, description and respect to the publisher I did the work for. So, Nora, you know, you can read the back to, to let people know what. Yeah. So yeah, number one is this awesome Jean Grey from the Fleer um, Ultra. As is it the Fleer? That's how you pronounce it, right? Fleer, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. Fleer Ultra. Yeah, that's sick. It's from 2018. I've got a, oh, sweet. I've got the Daredevil. And I, this one stuck out to me in the book. Um, it's the Marvel Premiere 2014 uh, sketch card from Upper Deck. That one is awesome. This is the one I was looking at actually, George, and I was asking about your dynamic poses because I was like, Dude drew an, uh, a shot from below of Daredevil in one of those like Jim Lee dynamic poses where his like torso is twisting away from the camera. Yeah. And, and then you also have a building in the background, which is like insane. <laughs> oh, sick. And I've got a DC Bombshells Batman um, from Cryptozoic, Cryptozoic Entertainment. That's from yep. 2019. Love that. Oh, sweet. I've got a Jungle Girl. Um, from Women of Dynamite. Uh, so that's from Bragent Marketing. Oh, this one's awesome. So 2019. Damn it, boy. Like, that's just, like, not fair, George. <laughs> you did this. Like, like, you've got, like, you are a painter, which is just so clear looking at these cards, too. Uh, and it's so good. And barely any bleeding, like, between colors and inks. That's beautiful. You, know you use Copics, right? Yeah, I was like, I, I think I, I gotta thank Copic for that one. Yeah, and this one's beautiful too. I like these stuck out in this in the book too. This is the the card pack volume one from uh, Space. This is from 2013. Mm-hmm. This is a Star Landscape, and this is from Viceroy Card Company. These yeah. are amazing. I would say like that. This book has a little something for any everybody in it. Yeah, the space stuff in it is stunning. And again, also just shows off your painterly qualities. Thank you, thank beautiful. you, and no, and no, no special effects in that in that. No, stuff. all I did was just marker. There's no, I did no, no airbrushing or anything. It's just, just marker. It's amazing. Awesome. Yeah, all of the all of the space ones are amazing. Okay. Um, and then I and then I got a jewel, baby. <laughs> um, I got the got the alien 1979 xenomorph. Um, from 2017. Uh, from Upper Deck, which. I, these are my favorites of yours are the alien ones. Um, I think probably because I have good memory because I, I met you in 2017. And I think I followed you on Instagram. That's when I started following you on Instagram. So I was seeing these cards as you were doing them, like being posted on your Instagram. So oh, nice. I've been a big fan of these for a while. And then I think I looked you up on eBay a couple of years ago when I think we first started interviewing you and like looking at all your cards and the alien ones are always the ones I was like, oh yeah. I could spend so much money on these. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That, I love that that was an add-on. Yeah. Cause we could, yeah. I was going to ask about the add-ons for the Kickstarter too. Did you, did you have a fun time coming up with those? Cause yeah, I loved that. I was like, I got, I think I got an actual physical, like real sketch card and I got those like love the, love the uh, rewards that you had on, had on the campaign. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was fun. And actually developing that card set was, was key for me to to, to do this. I, I wanted to do something that's the card experience. So mm-hmm. I have to say I, I I have to give it I have to give it to uh to my to my wife Elsa. She 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 did the uh what's the right terminology the the R and D. She was the R and D department. <laughs> she, was, nice. she was just like you know it'd be a good way to you know she suggested it and um she found a few different options and then I, I ordered samples. I, I, I did, a, I tried a few different types of packs and found one that I liked. I actually have my own, uh, those are all heat sealed packs. So I actually, I bought a heat sealer. So I'm sealing them in the back. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like, if you see the bottom there, it's heat sealed. So like when you opened it, it was like. <laughs> Very cool. I was wondering about that. I was like, did he order these? pre-packaged like he ordered the cards in there but i was like no dude you actually resealed them that's crazy yeah yeah, yeah. i i ordered the i got the cards printed i got the cards made i i put them in, in packs i heat sealed the packs um also did some labels i put labels on the packs yeah that's yeah amazing 
I wanted to deliver an excellent product to my backers and I, and I, I appreciate you guys. Yeah. I appreciate you, man. You're give a crap. It's amazing. <laughs> so good. Cool. So you also, you know, uh, in addition to sketch cards, you like, yeah, you're not like you, you're a very accomplished, uh, sequential artist, you know, doing interiors on, on comics. You want to talk about some of the comics work you've done and, um, you know, what, what you got coming down the, down the pipe for us? Yeah. Yeah, actually. Um, well, out there right now, I have um, the World of M, issue number one. Issue number two is out there in the world, which I think you guys have seen and read. <laughs> mm -hmm. And we've talked about, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's out there. Um, as far as going back, as far as, I guess, my my comic bio, um, one of the first things that kind of, I guess, rolled my professional credits out was, although it was never print, uh, uh, put in print, was IDW had a forum section back in the day. And um, I did a fan comic in the forum section and I was really well received. But the thing is shortly after I did that and I, I, I you know, the forum was like, but you know, it was bustling, you know, people really liked what I did. And that's how the editors at IDW would be like, oh, you know, let's use this guy or whatever. Shortly after that came out, they shut down the forums. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so um it was a you know a bit painful because I did want to want to get in there so um you know that kind of you know froze that aspect as far as um you know doing more sequential work but um I started getting into the, doing my own comic the world of them it was like a web comic I was doing you know doing it like at least I started with with releasing panels only you know I would do the whole page but then release a panel at a time and uh, throughout the years, um, I was able to, you know, wor work on that as far as other stuff. Um, there's a comic book um, from Australia called Radical. Issue one, two, and three are out already. I did issues four and five. And, oh, cool. and they're 24-page comics each. So that's about 48 pages of comics that, like, no one has seen yet. And... Um, the the creator um ed i call him ed he's uh he's from australia he, he's an indie creator from australia um hardworking dude and i know he's um trying to get everything organized so that he can do like a kickstarter or something because you know in oh, australia cool. you know it's kind of the kickstarter thing isn't i guess as big as it is here so he's just trying to see how you know what's what best works for him and, and his his comic you know yeah so um yeah. that's two issues already there um, I did work in, I could say it now, but I, I worked on a He-Man comic that's on the shelf as well. Um, yes. It's it's still, you know, I've, you know, the, the people that know me, I've told them, you know, about it. You know, I may have even showed them some pages, wink, wink. <laughs> and um, it's uh, it's on the shelf right now. I, I don't know what's going on with that. I know people in the UK are involved and hopefully things will um, be settled there. And that would be cool once it comes out. Um, yeah. Uh, I also did I did a mini comic um, for uh, Strike Force Alpha, which was a completely an awesome project because I got to design all the figures and action figures for the toy line, and also I got to do the artwork for the um, for the mini comic. So that was a, a, a you know fun fun thing to do. Um, and I, I'm not forgetting something. Oh, okay. And I guess now we're going to future projects. I just finished a really, really fun title, really fun comic. I think it shows like a lot of my passions and the fun aspect of what I do. I think a lot of my work tends to come off as a little too serious. I don't know. Maybe that's just the way I feel about it. Um, it's called Doug Dynamite. And he is a, uh, he's basically a, uh, what's the best way to word it? I'm sorry. I'm not the writer. So how does he put it? Oh, he's a crypto... A cryptid he's a cryptid hunter oh mm -hmm. nice but he's he, he's the embodiment of everything 80s you know terminator meets predator meets cobra you know like Sylvester Stallone's cobra yeah. so if, if you put all those together that's that's Doug Dynamite but guess what he uses dynamite <laughs> <laughs> he, he uses guns he uses everything but his favorite thing is to actually use dynamite that's, that's awesome. so awesome 
That's so great. And that, what's funny about the He-Man comic was that was, I think, the last time we saw you in person was at Baltimore Comic-Con 2021. And you mm-hmm. told us something big's coming. Yeah. And we were like, oh, man. And yeah, <laughs> I think you, I think you might have whispered and whispered something to us and shown us an image. And we're all like, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like you couldn't say what it was, but you were like heavily yeah. hinting. Towards like, it. you know, what? Yeah. I, I, I can't say I can't say what it is, but it, it rhymes with me, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's so awesome. And I can't wait for issue three of World of M. Such a fun series. Um, yeah, that that book's a blast. And, thank you, uh, thank you. You know what? Yeah. I, I I get that a lot. Pe- people are like, "Man, that's really fun." Man, you know they they really enjoy the adventure, and mm-hmm. I'm always like, "Yes, I want you to feel that adventure." Because in my mind, that's what it feels like—a mm-hmm. kinetic, kinetic world, kinetic adventure, with with just so much, <laughs> so much going on. You know, and I want there's this world is. I've got like a stack of drawings and stuff and I've got drawings of, of things that, that I've showed the writer and he's just flipping. He can't wait to get it out there because it just looks so cool. And maybe it's that, it's that 80s mind of mine that like we, we saw toys that, that, that sparked our imagination. So therefore it's like, I'm more like a character designer first. I make the character and then like the whole story fills itself in. That's so cool. And I want a Walter Tank action figure. <laughs> that would be that would be so cool. I love my sticker of him. I have him. I'm looking at it right now. It's on my water bottle. So I can <laughs> I I carry around an advertisement for your comic everywhere I go. I'm honored. So. I'm honored. <laughs> Very cool. Well, we're we're getting close to to an hour here. So I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap things up um george um where are the best places uh to, to follow you online um you can actually george vega art on almost all social media platforms yeah number one platform is uh instagram that's where i have my most uh, amount of followers but you can follow me anywhere especially how things are changing nowadays um who knows what's the next big thing uh sure. instagram is my number one, but um, but that name everywhere. I mean, uh, uh, YouTube. I don't update there too much, but I do have stuff on YouTube, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Um, Facebook and Instagram are my top two. Uh, I'm on, I'm on Twitter also, so you can find yeah. me anywhere. It's just a matter of, um, the 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 person's preference. They sure. can find me anywhere. Yeah. Um. Also, you have a you have a Patreon as well. Um. You, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yes, pl- pl- plug the Patreon. I, I keep forgetting. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, and um, and I pre- I appreciate you guys. You, you you guys are both there, front and center. Um, yes, I I've got a Patreon going. I have um, I think I have really like low low starts, so you can start. I think as low as like three dollars. Yeah. One, uh, um, even uh, uh I, I think even five dollars gets you all the updates like I, I was breaking stuff down but now i'm just giving everybody all the updates so so everybody's getting almost all the same tiers for five dollars it doesn't even you know um that's a great way to to see a lot of my behind the scenes stuff a lot of stuff that i mean i'm not even sharing because i even in my patreon right now i'm sharing stuff that I'm, I'm calling it unnamed because i can't even talk about it yet it's something that it can be or it can't be but it's something that it's is definitely moving forward um on my end um and that may be that may lead into bigger things yeah i've i i've seen that and the the behind the scenes that we we we've gotten is is, is very exciting so uh, that's yeah that's uh that's that's our personal plug for for the well, patreon well, you get to you get to see some uh get to see some behind the scenes pretty exciting stuff well as as a matter of fact to yeah to 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 cut in what do you guys because i i have yet you know i've gotten your reactions as far as oh nice and you hit the like button but what is uh, i'd like to to hear from what you guys have seen i guess without getting too descriptive what are you guys thinking or or what, what do you think it looks great obviously but i'm also just excited to see something you do uh magic it looks like in in a comic form am i am i right in saying that it looks kind of magical yeah that um, yeah yeah that's that that's descriptive yep yeah, yeah and there's, a, there's 
illusions. I, I know there's one point where where something looks like it's 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 happening to somebody, but it's a bit of an it looks like it's a bit of an illusion. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And, and as a matter of fact, yeah, I'm so um because I know there's a lot going on there, but I'm so glad that it's clear, you know, and like that basically a a moment in time has been frozen, which mm-hmm. is you know I hope that that re- you know freezing that time is was a, was a little bit tricky but then that's what I love about visual storytelling to find yeah. a way mm-hmm. of telling the story yeah well yeah what you're posting your digital pencils right that's what you're doing yeah that's what you've been yeah like then you you, you ink physically right or do you ink uh usually also with your I, um well I ink both ways right but um for okay. my, for my comics I ink digitally it's faster okay yeah. Okay. That's the last question I have. I promise. I I can talk to you all night. No, and, and, <laughs> and, and, and I could talk all night. You you know that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I'm excited Very... for what what comes next. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Me me too. Cool. Well, we're gonna link your your social media, um, all that stuff uh, in in the show notes. Also, um, no, we're gonna put a uh, in the show notes a link to to your book. Do you want to talk a little bit about what you have crowdfunding right now? Yeah, I'm a part of an anthology comic called um, CAC number 001, Mundane Surrealism. It's a, it's a, CAC stands for the Comics Accountability Club, which is a group I'm a part of, of a lot of young uh, up-and-coming artists, writers of comics. And the book is centered around this idea of mundane surrealism. Everyone has a take on that. So it's just about an everyday life thing where something weird happens. And... Uh, I have a two-page short comic in there, but it's uh, like really, you get a really cool diverse group of people and with diverse art styles and writing styles. It's awesome. So it's on Crowdfunder right now for another week. Definitely recommend checking it out. It's uh, well worth the money and uh, well worth the read. Yeah, we'll link to that in the show notes as well. Awesome. Well, uh, George, let's uh, make sure that we catch up um, soon um in yeah. the future maybe worlds of m or you know there's something that Noah and i are dying to to talk to you about officially but we're, we're, we'll we'll wait for that so but uh, yes. hopefully we, we can have you back on to talk about that oh that de- definitely definitely world of m3 or uh, my my other project that uh, the art of fighting that that whole thing is a whole nother a whole nother thing but the art of fighting eventually most likely even sooner than you think cool cool awesome Awesome. Well, I'd just like to thank everybody for listening. Um, if you give us a rating and review on the podcasting service, we'd really appreciate it. If you want to follow the podcast, we're on Twitter, and that is at Construct Compod. Instagram is Constructing Comics Pod, and Facebook is Constructing Comics. Just uh, once again, thanks for listening. Please be safe, be nice to each other, and go out there and make some comics. Thank you. <laughs>